definitely a blessing to be with you um, on this Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, excuse me, where God has certainly blessed us through the dangerous highways. He certainly has blessed us, um, and he keeps doing it. He keeps on doing great things for me, despite of me, because now I've, I've, I've realized that there's therefore now no condemnation to them that be in Christ Jesus, that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. You're walking after the grace and not after law. And that's what we do in the name of Reba Shehema. Ooh, I just felt that in the name of Jesus. Perhaps you may, may get that revelation. Perhaps you may not. It's all good. But know that God is the keeper and the sustainer of your life. Yes, he is. And I want to read some some out of you out of the word of God. It's been a while since I've been with you. Yes, a lot of things have been going on. I've been um in the name of Jesus up uh, in and out of town. Of course, this is my birthday month. You know how that is. And been in and out of town and different things been going on. But no doubt we ever um want to keep God in our hearts and in our minds because in the name of Jesus, one thing about God, he doesn't forget us. And I do believe that he's given us the ultimate gift. And that is the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes, he has. And he has blessed us tremendously and deeply. And he cares about us. He loves us. Hallelujah. I just want to take a time real quick. I, um, I, I prayed about it earlier on the podcast. I'm going to pray about it now. All those in the name of Jesus um, who are affected by the earthquake down in Haiti. And I just want to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would give them peace. I'm praying, Father God, that through the midst of these trying and hard times where you have death and destruction, I'm asking right now in the name of Jesus that you would bring comfort. And that somebody, Father God, would open up their hearts, open up their minds. to In the name of Jesus, bless your people, Father God. A rebel, somebody will open up the eyes of their understanding. Somebody in the name of Jesus will bless and and and, and help and, and lend out a hand right now. Because in times like these, we need someone. In times like these, Father God, we need you to love us through somebody. Hallelujah. Whether it's a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, an enemy, a friend, whoever it is. In times like these, when you're really going through, Hallelujah. You don't care where the help coming from sometimes. <laughs> sometimes people talk about they don't want to associate with this group or that group. But when you really need something, when you really need help, hallelujah, all of a sudden sometimes we start beginning to change our, our, our thinking because God can use anybody can, to bless us. Right, and so we just pray right now. For the souls down in Haiti. God bless you. Amen and amen. I want to go back into the word of God. Go back to the book of Galatians, what we've been in um, for the last month or so here. The last time I was with you, I do believe that we were in Galatians chapter 3, but we did finish that. And so now I want to go into Galatians chapter 4 and perhaps give you some more and, 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 and bless you and, and, and deliver a word. That you uh, possibly in the name of Jesus can relate to in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Galatians chapter four 
And we're going to start reading around verse number one. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Hallelujah. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were, uh, were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is saying we was heirs of salvation. But even while we were heirs, hallelujah, until that appointed time that when God blessed us with his son, Jesus, that we were under the law and God sent forth his son under the law that he might redeem us from that law. Yes, he did. And he says, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Watch this. Crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then the heir of God through Christ. He says, you are no longer a slave, but you are a son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, he says, he begins to, he starts up these scriptures. He starts saying that now, I say, if when you are an heir, as long as he is a child, does not defer at all from a slave, though he's master of all. Hallelujah. But he says, you're not a slave anymore. You're not a slave to the law. You're not a slave to sin. You're not a slave to your works. You're not a slave a rebel shaka to who don't believe, who do believe. You're not a slave to somebody else's opinion. You're not a slave a rebel shaka to a denomination. You're not a slave a rebel to what other folks believe about you. You're a son right now, he says. You're the son of God. You're, he has sent forth his spirit to you. That's why you can cry, Abba, Father. That means God is your daddy. Hallelujah. You can crowd Abba Father because he is your father. He is your daddy. He is the one that Grebosha has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. He says, watch, let me read this again in verse number five, I believe. To redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. He has redeemed us, those who are under the law. He has redeemed us right now. He has brought us back from that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if he's redeemed us from that, we don't have to redeem ourselves. If he has saved us from the law, then we don't have to keep the law. But we do have to keep our belief on Jesus Christ. We keep the faith on Jesus because he's done the work for us. We keep the faith in Jesus because he has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Let's, let us keep going. He says, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son to your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. You are no longer a slave, but a son. You're not a slave to sin. But you're a son. The son, ain't, the son is not in the back of the house. The son is not a second class citizen. The son is the heir of all. Hallelujah. He has sent forth his son Jesus. And now he is the heir of all. And so are you. Hallelujah. Because you are in Christ. Hallelujah. Let me read you something real quick. It says this. Christianity brings liberation from the divisions and categories that we have kept people apart since the world began. <laughs> so Christianity doesn't divide you. If you 
under of a people who are saying they are Christians and and they believe in their Christians and yet they're dividing they're, they're, they're um dividing they're prejudiced and racist against other groups they're prejudiced and racist against folks Christianity doesn't divide us but Christianity liberates us Abu Shamaha look what else it says because of Christ there are three major social distinctions no longer matter watch this ethnicity neither Jew nor Greek Watch this. Social economic status, neither slave nor free. Now watch this. Gender, neither male nor female. Because of Jesus Christ, there are three major social distinctions no longer matter. <laughs> it don't matter if you're Jew or Greek no more. It don't matter if you're male or female. It don't matter about your economic status. It don't matter if you're slave or free. We're all one in Christ. How about shit? Don't matter if you're black or white. Don't matter what denomination. If you believe on Jesus, then we're all one in Christ. How about Can we go on? Watch this. Let me read you something else. Faith in Jesus makes us children of God and brings us all into the same family. <laughs> we are no longer divided by ethnicity social status or gender we are now brothers and sisters in god's family baptism this, is powerful symbol of that new unity we're gonna read that later on in galatians uh we read that early in galatians chapter three watch this in baptism a person affirms the lordship of christ and his or her commitment to the new way of life Watch this. Paul might have been quoting a first century baptism creed when he urged us to put on Christ and not simply in the world, put indeed. He says to put on Christ. Early Christian communities, this new unity brought shocking changes to how people related to each other. Suddenly, Gentiles and Jews could stand before God together. Both slaves and masters, watch this, could pray and prophesy. Both women and men could enjoy full membership in the body of Christ who is all and in all. <laughs> According to Colossians 3 and 11, watch this now. The breaking down of traditional barriers was more than a future hope. The early church worked to make it present reality. Today we can continue his work in breaking down barriers of forming friendships that demonstrate that church is an embodiment of God's kingdom and far from the human institution. We, if you have a group of folks saying they are saved and Christians and yet they are full of division, they ain't what God wants. That's not what God is about. In the early church, there were Jews and Gentiles praying. Black, white, it didn't matter who it was, praying. But today, we got so much division, don't we? Today, we got so much issues, don't we? Today, we got so many problems with division. You know why? Because people are preaching Christ and they're dividing Christ and they're dividing people. Hallelujah. That's what Galatians is all about. That's what he's telling them. Once you're in Christ, you are becoming a new creation. Once you're in Christ, we're all in the same family. Can I go deeper? What is what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3? Excuse me, Galatians chapter 4 and around verse 6. Watch what it says. It says, Because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. We all cry, cry out, Jesus is our daddy. God is our daddy. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then you are heir of God through Christ. You are an heir of God through Christ. So you are an heir of God. You know, you got an inheritance. Your inheritance is God. Hallelujah. God belongs to you. Let's go deeper. But then, indeed, when you did not know God, you served those things which are by nature not God's. But not after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and regular elements? You, not, only are you, don't, not only do you know God, but you are known by God. 
It's a difference with somebody. You ever heard somebody say that I know that person? And then when, I, when you ask that person, do they know do they know you? And they say, well, I don't know who he is. He's talking about he know me. I don't know who he is. That ain't how it is with God. <laughs> Listen, you God, you know God and God knows you. Watch this. You observe days and months and seasons and years, and I am afraid of you, lest you have labored for that labor for you in vain. This early church in Galatians were being tricked to go to get saved. They got saved by Jesus, and now somebody has tricked them, and now all of a they're trying to get saved by works, trying to get saved by law, trying to get saved by social status, trying to get saved by well, in my genealogical my family tree, hey, I, 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 I'm with Abraham, so I know God is gonna, gonna save me. Wait a minute. Wait a second here. <laughs> You're saved by Christ and Christ alone. Not by um, economics. Not by gender. And not by ethnicity. But you, you're saved by Jesus and Jesus alone. Watch what, watch what verse 12 says in Galatians chapter 4. Brethren, I urge you to become like me. For I become like you. You have not injured me at all. You know that because of the physical infirmity I preached in the gospel to you at the first. Paul said hey, he had a physical infirmity going on but he still preached. Lord, help me not to preach. I don't want to preach with physical infirmity. But the will of the Lord be done. My God. Sometimes as a man of God, it seems like the weaker you get, the stronger the people get. Seem like you seem like sometimes as a man of God, the more unhealthy you are, the more healthy the people are. Because you're laying on hands, you're preaching to folks, and they're getting healed, delivered, and set free. And you may have some still stuff still going on. <laughs> But glory to God, we do it anyway. He says, my trial, which was in my flesh, you did not despise or reject. But you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given to me. I'm going to show you something real quick. Paul said to the church, you didn't judge me because of what I was going through physically. But you still believe that I was a man of God and received me as Christ himself. There's some people who will look at the infirmity, perhaps in your flesh. They'll look and say, well, you're not perfect. You're not this. You're not that. And they want to preach to them. You've been married two, two, two or three times. We can't preach to us. You've been, uh, we don't think you, you I think you might have had a baby out of wedlock. You can't preach to us. Oh, uh, you got an infirmity in your flesh. You, you know, you, you're sick. You can't preach to us. People nowadays miss out on their blessing. Because even though the man of God is coming from God, yet you don't like the package that is in. And you miss out on your blessings all the time when you do that. Just something that's what Paul is saying to you. He said, I bear you witness that if possible, you have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. For I have therefore you become your, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. You can become somebody's enemy by telling them the truth. All the time, you ever notice every now and then somebody, your friend and your partner or somebody want to ask you, how do I look in this dress? <laughs> if you tell them the truth. How you think that? Do you think you'd be received well if you tell them the truth? Somebody asks you all the time, well, what do you think about this man I'm dating? Should, should I really marry him? And if you tell them the truth. Uh, and Paul said, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. That's why so many people right now are being lied to. Because you know that if you tell them the truth, they, they don't even want to talk no more. But keep speaking truth. Can we go deeper into this thing? They zealously court you, but for no good, yes, for they want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them. Watch this. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, whom I labor and birth again to Christ, be forming you. Christ, uh, Paul saying, I have to come back to this church 
I have to keep writing these letters to these church because at some point somebody has come in and shaken your faith. And now I have to labor and travail and birth you again to Christ be forming you. That means I'm going to have to give you the foundation again. I'm going to have to preach Christ again to some folks who already have received Christ because I'm going to have to keep doing it because until Christ be formed in you because there's so many influences in the world that's telling you that you're not saved unless you do this, that, and the other. That's why I keep preaching Christ. That's why it's important for us as ministers and preachers and pastors to keep preaching Christ because if we stop preaching Christ, there's going to be people who are creeped in unaware. It's going to tell folks you can't be saved unless you're perfect, unless you got this going on, unless you have a social economic status. Unless you have an ethnicity, unless you have a gender, you all kind of things can be going on telling folks if they're saved or not. That's why you got to keep preaching Christ. Because the only way you can be saved is through the death, the burial, and resurrection of the Lord. If you want to, I hear the Lord, and then we're going to stop right here. Because I hear the Lord want to speak to you right now. Because, listen, did you know the Lord just spoke to my spirit? And did you know in the name of Jesus that if you want to be healed, you got to believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you want to be delivered from that man or that woman, believe on the power of the cross of Christ. If you want to be healed from certain type of diseases, I want you to know that you got to believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If if you Because you, what you're believing in is the power of of the cross of Christ. You're believing in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Let me tell you something. When God raised up Jesus from the grave, that was power. That was the power of his resurrection. That was the that was power that this earth don't know about. In the boat, there is power in the name of Jesus. And the only way to receive that power is to believe on his death, burial, and resurrection. Let me tell you something. You've been praying for a long time without believing on the power of the cross of Christ. And there's nothing that's been happening. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, what I'm trying to tell you is this. Is that if you can just simply believe on the gospel, then you shall be saved. But not just saved. Tumors can disappear. Cancer can disappear. Silence can dry up. Blinded eyes can be opened. Folks can get out of wheelchairs. Sugar diabetes. Strokes and heart attacks. And, and people going through mental health challenges. And things of that sort. I believe right now in the name of Jesus. The epilepsy and, and ADHD. And, and any, anything else. I believe in the name of Jesus. That when we start believing on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That when we start back preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That when we believe on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then the power of God. Can come in And yes baby I'm still preaching on the book of Galatians That was a part of Galatians chapter 4 We'll be back next time Speaking in Galatians Listen if it's a word then I must have did it And if it's not then I wasn't with it Stay committed God bless you and keep you in Jesus name Amen